Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Golf Blind Podcast. It is June 4th. You're listening to this on June 5th. That is so irrelevant, but this is episode 25. I'm your host, Jackson. I'm here with Sean. Oh, I thought you were going to say I'm Nick. Um, i got to change it up every time. And Nick. Nick's here, yeah, too. But Nick's here, too. This is our first time recording a podcast all together. Oh, yeah, oh, my God. This is our first time ever all together. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah, I mean, Rona, baby. Yeah, that is. All right, but we're back. Um, first off, before I hop into this fire golf podcast, I want to thank everyone for listening and also subscribe leave a rating or a review because it helps us out a lot because i don't know if people enjoy it unless we get reviews or ratings which people have been doing so it feels good to have some positive feedback. yeah if there's anything else you guys want to hear uh just let us know either through dms or through reviews and we'll do it <laughs> so guys what's our first topic uh high school golf i believe high school golf high school golf okay so, so yeah. Well, first of all, for our listeners that don't know, we all played high school golf together at the same school. Yes. Well, Nick joined us at the end of our sophomore yeah. campaign. So I was there for junior and senior year. Yeah, but we still played high school golf yeah. together at the same school. Yeah, so... Um, he missed all the glory years. Yeah. <laughs> I have... I mean, fuck. I don't even... We'll talk about... Junior year, senior year, I mean, like... You can go freshman and sophomore. I mean, we were in the same conference. I yeah, went we from were ri- in the same I went conference. from rival to... Yeah, yeah. I, no, we, I feel like we were your rival, but you weren't our yeah, rival. Yeah, <laughs> we were much better, yeah. So basically, in our conference, we were the best. Yeah, I mean, we, we won conference quite a bit. <laughs> um, we won't talk about senior year at sectionals. Hey, we still won conference. Okay. Um, we're only talking about conference here. I kind of want to talk about... Like the senior year uh, later on, but freshman year, sophomore year, junior. Well, I I just kind of I think it's funny when Nick came in sophomore year, he like sat at our lunch table and then like flipped between us and like the senior football players, which made like no sense. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like we didn't really accept Nick fully until after the se- were you did you play sophomore year with us or no yeah, i transferred okay. right i pulled yeah. like a kevin durant you know yeah. you can't join him yeah you can't beat him join him so yeah. because you mean you pulled a lebron yeah <laughs> yeah i think when you came on to golf bowling it was like spring of sophomore year yeah around that yeah so i feel like we weren't really like great friends till then um but you know we've talked a little bit about it I think Sean was. Let's talk about when we were Vart. JV was just boring, like to talk about. Well, can we? If we're gonna talk about JV, can we talk about sophomore year? We had we had the new coach. Who was and, the coach? Uh, Martin. Oh yeah. And that so th- this new coach, yeah, this new coach came in, and he used to make us run every day oh, at practice man. and like do push-ups on the putting green, <laughs> and he used to make us putt without shoes and socks. <laughs> foot fetish guy <laughs> yeah apparently and like David so that. <laughs> oh my God. yeah so he stopped he stopped letting us actually go play like actual golf he just made us go to the range every day yeah the only time we did play golf he just took my driver like yeah, he just he, he just it. grabbed it on my bag my and left <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well also i i guess we'll talk brief freshman year memory was when at the award ceremony 
my freshman, our freshman, Sean and I freshman coach said, asked me how the chemo was going at the awards. <laughs> <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> because I had a buzz cut and I was like 4'10". And somebody started that rumor. I wonder who it was, Sean. I wonder who it was. Yeah. But. This is the second straight podcast where we've discussed your. My chemo. The cancer rumors. Did you meet Dan? What was his name? Dan Martin? I know Dan Martin because of Kaylee. But, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I did meet we, him. Remember, oh, okay. um, so this one kid on our team, Jack, was Jack Ruth. Yes, it's weird saying last name. Yeah, it is weird saying last name. So at practice this one day, did didn't he like show him show him some random girls' nudes? Uh, it was Kaylee. And, no, and then he like told him after that it was Kaylee. Oh, was it Kaylee, or was it a joke? I think it, I don't think it actually was okay. Kaylee, but so. Kaylee was our coach's daughter, and <laughs> this kid showed he showed our coach these nudes, saying that it was uh, some random girl at first. The guy was like, oh, those are hot. Then he's like, yeah, they're your daughters. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> and then there was that one day you... You were you had you didn't know that Kaylee was our coach's daughter when somebody brought her up and you're just like she's so ugly <laughs> and he was like right near you. <laughs> well, it's good because he didn't hate me because Dean was like boys with him because he would always come to the tournaments. So like I was on his good side. None of our listeners like know who Dean was. Well, you know it's not even important. But anyways, I feel like we should talk about varsity when we were all together. Um, I don't remember junior year at all. Junior year was a blur. Yeah, I don't. I, I remember reading a hot dog, and that was kind of about it. I think I was the sixth man sometimes. I don't really, no, I not don't junior even, year. Really? You were like I was on 10. the bench. <laughs> yeah. Well, senior year comes. I assume you were number two? Two, two or three. Two or three, because our first two guys are at my college playing collegiate golf. Um,. But we went to Arizona. Nick showered me. Um, I think that is this why you just wanted to talk about high school golf is just so you could talk about me. Yes. Um, washing your. Do you hair. still have that video? Probably. Yeah. Um, but basically, there was no lock on the bathroom, so it was yeah. a group effort. It was two dudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, and nothing yeah. was seen, so it was just the hair. Jackson um, just couldn't shower alone because of the chemo. <laughs> it was just a joke, and they kind of got into a little bit more when... Was it you, Sean, who told his mom that I washed his hair? Weren't all of our no. parents there? Or were all of our parents there? Somebody. Yeah, right? Your parents were taking pictures. Yeah, our, all of our parents yeah. were there. Yeah. Um, basically, we went to a... I, I feel like we've already talked about this, but late, late in an episode... We went to Arizona for our senior trip to play and get just demolished, coming dead last. Shadow um, Kings Academy. Did we did we get dead last or did we get second to last? We might have gotten second. I thought last. we beat the Canadian team. Oh, okay. But yeah, basically it's just like it was like an invitational, like a ton of tournaments. I remember yeah, that one school I remember, from Florida. Dude, the Canadian kid I played with kept trying to convince me the whole round that their money smelled like maple syrup. <laughs> That's all he talked about. Is that true? I don't fucking know. Because we have a big Canadian following. Do we? Yeah. Well, let us know if your money smells like maple syrup. I feel like And then I be... played with this kid from Texas um, the next day, and he started showing me his girlfriend's nudes during the tournament, oh. and then he was talking about how hot his sister is. What? 
And I'll give him credit, she was hot. These Texans, man, the fuck? Yeah, he was a fucked up individual. That is very strange, but, I mean, so, actually, one of our questions from the Q&A that somebody asked us after it on the podcast was, do you recommend college golf? And I'll let us all talk about that, because you guys played college golf. Um, I guess you're still playing college golf, Nick. All right, we'll see. Yeah. Um, We're talking. But, yeah, they both played collegiate. Um, I feel like I probably could have played. I mean, D3 isn't very difficult to make. I feel like John Carroll I could have gone. I feel like any well, D3. Yeah, it's because freshman year we didn't cut anybody. Yeah, so. It's just like there was but a I wasn't bad. Off. I wasn't bad at golf. Like, I was yeah, shooting but, low <laughs> 80s consistently. Who's a consistent player? Yeah, <laughs> a so, consistent player who hit a 40-yard slice. <laughs> I, I did have that. I still have that slice sometimes. It is much more controlled, but, I mean, I don't even know. Like, I remember golf balling really started to take off before senior year season, and then senior year you have, you know, school and golf, and, you know, that's when it kind of, we stopped paying attention to it. And we sold it senior year. Yeah, but, I mean, my stance on college golf is a big no because, well, Sean's is a little different because you still had a social life, like. Yeah, I, I did yeah. have friends, but like a couple. I would rather. I don't know. I didn't. Do you want to say where you went, Nick? Yeah, I can say where I went. I went to a small school called Augustana in Rock Island, Illinois. Like I would not ever go to that school to play golf. I, I guess you guys still had a social life, but basically, to me, unless you're like shooting in the 70s like consistently i see absolutely no reason to play collegiate golf unless you love golf i guess i i, I mean yeah, i think it's a person by person thing it like yeah it depends how important golf actually is to you like i wouldn't just specifically put, pick a school for golf yeah cuz i almost like picked certain schools strictly to go play golf for either like 2 years and try and transfer Stuff like that. But, like, that would be a terrible idea. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I mean, most school... Like, if you find a decent school to go to, you can still have a pretty good social life, especially at the D3 level. Mm-hmm. Like, most of my team played every tournament hungover, so... Yeah. I like that. But would you... Would either of you do it again differently? Would you do it differently? I mean, I'd go to a bigger school. You would have gone to a bigger thing. school. Yeah. I would have gone to a prep school. I would have taken a year off. Because if I would have gotten my game to where it was, like, the end of my freshman year or, like, beginning, like, sophomore, or even now, I would have not had to, like, play at Augustana. I could have probably played at, like, a lower D1 school. You're like, really tan, Nick. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Yeah, but that, <laughs> that like, extra year does make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Like, just because... Yeah. I feel like high school, you're just, like, not not mature enough or intelligent enough to really understand it. Yeah. Like, it's it's a lot harder to, like, think your way through a course. And I think that one year after you graduate high school, that's where you kind of start really developing that, and you see a lot more improvement. Like, yeah. I wouldn't say I became a better ball striker, but I started scoring so much better just because I started thinking. Yeah, yeah. Did you... Did you take coach martin's advice and take out the driver or would you no i i hit a lot of drivers man if you hit a three okay if you're one of those guys like my uncle my uncle todd i i know whenever i would play golf with him he only hits his three wood if you are hitting three wood and not your driver you're like you need to figure that shit out man 
See, I don't see the point for a lot of three woods. Like, I I either usually hit driver or driving iron. It just kind of depends on the length of the hole. Because at some point, like, my dispersion with my three wood and driving iron isn't that much tighter than it is with my driver. So it all depends on distance at that point. So say you have a 400-yard par 4, and your drive goes 275, and you've got 125 in, and then you hit a 3-wood, and it goes like 240, 250, but your driver went in the rough. So you're in the rough 125, or fairway 150, 160, 170. What would you rather do? I would rather rough hit one, the rough. Rough 125, exactly. for sure. Yeah, so... If you are one of those guys who's scared to hit that driver, man, go to the range and just figure that shit out because you are missing out. I, Because I played golf the other day without my driver. I forgot it at school, and it was like, holy. Because like, I played with Nick, and Nick let me use his driver. And then when Nick left because he got a tick. What, what well, he got a bug bite. And he had a bug bite. It's, you know, that's a scary. Oh, my God. Um, but I had three wood only on the back nine, and, like, especially on the par fives, it's like, shoot me in the head, man. I'm, like, 300 yards out. Yeah, I mean, most statistics will tell you that driving distance is one of the more important things. Yeah, yeah. Like, once once you're, at like, at a level where you can actually kind of strike the ball rather consistently, yeah. driving distance is, the, like, the most important thing for scoring. So you're just putting yourself at a disadvantage if you refuse to hit driver. Because... I'll I'll say this, if you're a junior golfer and you're a small hitter, because I was a very small hitter all of high school, I would definitely take that back. Because then you have to focus on your short game, which is good, but, like, man, you need to hit that ball far. That's the way golf's evolving so into. Are you saying you would have rather been a Matt Wagner who maybe hit it, like, 100%. 300 yards and but just on a different hole on a different hole yeah i'd rather i mean yeah most high school courses you can get away with that a lot of them aren't that penalizing off the tee i think that's what i missed most from like i wish i would have had a the transition from like high school to like more college courses or like more competitive am courses is like extremely different like i don't think i played any in high school maybe the max yardage we played was like 66 or maybe the arizona one was like seven thousand yeah that's rare very rarely yeah, we play at like sixty eight. Most most were like sixty three, sixty four. Yeah, um, which is just I mean it's so short when you're an eighteen year old kid. Yeah, and then you start to like you. If I played those courses a year after, like you just hit the ball farther. Like you, it's such an advantage. Even now, I feel like, like you said, distance is a big thing. But I'd rather, I'd rather, be able to hit it straight than. Yeah. So, back to the topic, my opinion is different than your... Uh, the prep school thing, do you still get college credits? I meant just taking, like, a gap year. Yeah. Like, per, that's I a personal like, thing yeah, for me. I, I just, like... Because we're so close to graduating, I'm a little behind, and it's like, man, I wish I did not... I already graduated. Yeah, and so Sean's already graduated. Like, I would... Here's my... What I would do is I would go to the college you want to go to, and then... Like, I mean, you could play club golf. Mm-hmm. and But I, I honestly would just, like, try to make the team every year. And I feel like by junior, if you love golf that I think much, that's a I think that's a really tough way to go. Because if you're, if you're going to, like, a bigger school and you're just trying to make the team every year, like, let's say you miss, you miss the team. Like, you get cut from the team freshman year. You have, like, no way to really practice all of yeah. freshman year. 
So would the ideal situation be go D3, D2, small school, and then transfer? I don't like that either. I think it's just... I think it's it's a, it's a big thing. Like, it all boils down to what your priorities are. If your priority is, like, playing golf, then, yeah, find a D2, D3 school if you're not good enough to play at a D1 school. But if your priority... Like, if you've always had a dream school that you really want to go to, just go there and play club golf or something. Yeah. Like, I w- wouldn't even worry that much about golf at that point. Because can D3... Like, the statistics... Do, do we know anybody who... D three just went pro after. Yeah. Is that there's depth. Can you I do mean, that? There are, there are tons of people who go pro. From so D3. that's good. So you can like if you're a top D three player. Yeah, plenty of. I mean, there are like limited exception or limited examples actually on tour, but on the mini tour, yeah, there are tons of D two D three players. Yeah, because I, I think it's just I think it, yeah it's definitely personal then because like I couldn't see myself at pretty much any d3 school just because of location i feel like they're more outside of big cities I feel like i'm more of a city rat i need that i need that nightlife i think that's too general like there are plenty of d3 schools like some, in cities I think it's like, so what? small i think that's what you're it's the community like, itself it's I'm, yeah too. i'm thinking like illinois wesleyan like i don't know i just i think the move kind of is if you want if you want like a bigger party school still or like a big city school you could like go. There are a lot of D three schools that are right next yes. to D one like big yeah, schools. Yes, yeah. Like yeah. Carnegie Mellon, for example, is right across the street from Pitt. Mm. Like, so you, you go to Carnegie Mellon, you could play golf there, and then you just go party at Pitt when you feel like it. Yeah, yeah, I see. That's not bad. That's not bad. I think I'm just thinking of Nick when you're in the middle of nowhere. Why was it Rock, no, Rock Island? Rock Island. 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 I, I think the tough thing is like it all depends on the school and like my team didn't practice that much like after the season and stuff and I was very like I didn't have a lot of kids to go and practice with and I think that was very much the big drawback there. Yeah. Um that you can still you don't have to play golf in college. You can play club. There's some really really good club golfers who go and play in these am tournaments and finish top 10 and beat some of these d1 players there's old d1 players playing in club tournaments like um and a lot of kids go play club golf and like there's a kid from virginia tech who ended up playing on the team um, so cl- like because you're a nick's a intense golfer and nick's got bigger plans outside of collegiate golf to go professional like do you feel like at d3 like I, sean i feel like you're a little different like I feel like the people on, because I played around with your Augustana friends, Mm -hmm. like, do they take it serious enough for you, or did they? Like, for me, I think my school didn't, and that was kind of like what drove me away, but I think they were also in, like, a transitional year, and the kids they were having. Yeah. What about you? That all depends on the school. Like, did you have try-harders? Not try-hard, but, like, trying. There are some kids who practice every day, there are other kids who practice once a month yeah. and just drink every night uh-huh. it, it, it's just every every d3 team's different kind of like that mesh yeah i mean it's it's kind of yeah, interesting it's like high school too in a way yeah like, and just like the the one cool thing about d3 golf though is i feel like most teams are like really close like most teams are very clicky yeah so yeah. like d3 golf parties are kind of lit yeah i i really wish i knew our like Cause I go to Loyola Chicago. We got those two kids who went to our high school. I wish I knew them. Like I don't know. 
I feel like that would be cool. No, they're still. <laughs> I've hung out with them. Are they they're, cool? Yeah, they're cool. Like they're again, like uh, it's like any sports Clicked. team. They're, they're, gonna be they're just normal kids. I know. Too. I know, but I want. I miss that click. I don't have a click. I feel you. Like I, yeah. I, I try to join a cult. I mean, a fraternity. <laughs> uh, but no, no. Uh, jokes aside on that, but like that was what I had to do to kind of get that. I really do miss the golf click because I don't have a ton of people to like go play competitive golf yeah. with. Yeah, that that's like the best part is like obviously golf is something all that we all like care about a lot. So like at D, at the D three level. Like, even if these kids aren't that great at golf, you still have somebody to play with every day and, like, talk about golf with or watch golf with. So if that's, like, a big part of, like, who you are and what you care about, then, yeah, like, it makes a lot of sense to go try and play D3 or D2. Yeah. If you want to just have, like, a big social life, like, a good social life and just have fun and play golf but still play tournaments and stuff because you want to keep that competitive, go play club golf. There's a lot of really good kids in it, too, who just, like, you're still going to get some very good competition. I think, like, what was it, one year, I think eight or nine under for two days won the Club Golf Damn. National Champ. Like, I feel like you guys it's always some cool courses. Yeah, and there's a lot of really – and it's now with, like, the PGA of America, so. Yeah. Or one more option we didn't talk about, you could just not go to college, start a business. <laughs> <laughs> just watch Gary Vanderchuck on, uh, on TikTok. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but just watch some Gary V videos on TikTok and just really get inspired to go to garage sales and start a business. <laughs> yeah, you could take that route. Um, I guess while we're on the topic of collegiate golf, we'll talk about some of the young guns on tour, upcoming players. I mean, my favorite, obviously, is Matthew Wolf because I feel like he's going to be a superstar. I'm a big Colin Morikawa guy. Colin Morikawa, same thing. He's I mean, I just star. like I like all the young players, yeah. to be honest. I think we are just so set for the future. The only golf. one who really doesn't do anything for me is Bo Hostler. I feel he, like he's been around for so long. He just, he just he? bothers me. Everything about Bo Hostler pisses me off. He's got to be in his high 20s. No, he's like 24. Wow. He just he, seems... I mean, do you remember at the NCAAs a few years ago and he like started just, he had a shoulder injury and just... He popped out of his socket, dude. Yeah, but he was just so dramatic about it. It was infuriating me. <laughs> <laughs> that one I still watch. I, I think I've watched a video a couple times and I'm just like, how the hell did he hit hit the next shot but like it was very dramatic pop it back into place oh <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't sound i feel like he's been on tour for a while now like i don't know why but it just he reminds me i feel like he just got on tour a lot quicker than a lot of other guys yeah. like he didn't really i don't really remember him grinding on the corn ferry tour for as long as most people had to What's that guy's name who we're going to have on the podcast? Akshia Batia. Yeah. I, what do you think about him? I feel like he could be a future stud, too. I think he just went pro too early. He, he, went, pro. he went pro way too early. Yeah. He needs college. So, like, I mean, obviously Akshay was a great junior golfer. But what is he, 17 right now? Yeah, something like that. He's 17? Yeah, he, he skipped college. To he go. skipped college? Yeah. Oh. He is just getting absolutely raped on the professional golf circuit yeah. right now. I'm like, sure, I feel like all the young players right now are, like, creaming their pants at this Corona thing, though. Like, I feel like he's probably hitting the range every day. Well, the best thing about the Corona thing for a lot of players, um, like, for a lot of good college golfers, is it gave them another year of eligibility. 
So mm. now they can go play one more year of college, and then there's the PGA Tour University. Yeah. That's so cool. now they have, like, a free path to get status if they're a top-tier college yeah, golfer. I do like the PGA Tour University, which I feel like people are forgetting about. I have mixed feelings about it. <laughs> Why? Because, like... At some point, one of the cool things about, like, mini tours in golf was that it never mattered who you were before that, like, where you went to college or anything, but now you're just putting these kids at, like, a legitimate advantage compared to other people. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I get that you want to get, like, these young kids on tour as quickly as possible, but at the same time, I don't think it's necessarily fair to some other people. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the whole G League thing, too. Yeah, like the G League just kind of popped out, and now, like all those younger ish, twenty four, twenty five year old players who aren't even in the NBA anymore, could have hopped in the G League after college or high school. Yeah, but I like I I feel like it, it's innovative enough that I I'm just surprised that golf even did that. Yeah, I mean at least the tour is trying to do something. Yeah. So props to the tour for yeah. once. Shout out tour. We're big, big fans of the big tour. Big fans of the PGA love tour. Love the PGA guys. tour. Love you guys. We Thank would really guys. love some media passes. We would love <laughs> some media passes. That would be ideal. Um, so Jackson, you wanted to talk about the yips. Yeah, I feel like I, we should get into to that. Talk about the yips. And our original segue here was sophomore year. We had this kid on our team who had the worst case of the shanks that I've ever seen. <laughs> He was a good friend of ours, but he just got to the point where he legitimately could not hit a golf ball. Yeah. Like, for a while, he was trying to just punch four irons every shot, and then he started shanking those, too. Oh, and it even got to the point once a tournament. So it was like a – it was a six – like, we played six people in high school, and one kid was sick, and then this kid with the shanks was, like, just doing horribly on the range, like, kept hitting the side net. So he faked sick and went home. And so we're left with four. You need four scores. I puked on the way out to the first tee. Like, I just puked in the rough. And I had to play because he left because he didn't want to (laughs) play. So you got, like, a... Your ball goes in there. Like, what do you do? Ew. (laughs) It was, like... Played 20 yards it was 20 yards after the tee box Played and i was lies. yeah so we were just like i was just walking to the hole with uh with ben risner <laughs> and we were like having a conversation and he just kept walking i just turned and vomited Ew, everywhere and then just caught up i don't know <laughs> i feel like the sh- the yips for um the player who shall not be named or did we name him i don't matt <laughs> matt matt Myers. big sexy i felt like it kind of continued through his career i, think, <laughs> I mean I he think. was he was never the same after yeah, that he really never was he was actually a good freshman or he was a seemingly good freshman player and then if you ask him now he's just like oh yeah i just cheated all the time because <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i feel like the yips are a myth <laughs> Yeah, I I've personally never had them though. Like you've never really played like much competitive golf. Though. I just like, I think it's harder to do when you hit a slice. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to me, like I've had the putting yips, and yep. I think it's a very real thing. Like my sophomore year of college, I could not make a three footer. Like it's just any time I was over a three footer, I got too nervous and would miss it. High like, school. It was the best I ever hit the ball, and I'd shoot fucking 80 because I couldn't putt. Yeah. I just... I don't know, man. The I, yips are real. Just go to the range. It doesn't tell, that, tell that to John Lester, man. 
Just go to the range. Dude can't fucking throw to first base. You think you think that's just unathletic? I think it's like you're just a pussy. Like just throw to first base, John. Like he's gotten over that a little bit. He's gotten a little better. Yeah, but still, for years he couldn't, and I, you I can't say, say that the, the yips aren't real. I'd it's, say it's still a it's a mental block. Yeah, I, then I, you're a mental bitch, dude. Like, it's I don't think most people would consider you the most mentally tough out there. I, but I'm not. Me- I'm mentally strong on the golf course. I don't care if I shot ninety. Like it's golf. Like there's other tournaments. Like you're just. I think those are just different things, though. I feel like I always would get kind of like some sort of yips during like the winter when you'd go to the range. Like hitting wedges off the mats, I feel like I'd always get some like yip shanks during like the middle of the winter and I'd be like, I am screwed if I ever touched a golf ball. I feel ball. like I did used to see you shank it a lot. I feel like, ever, but it wasn't <laughs> like I would take, I wouldn't hit like my seven, I wouldn't shake my seven irons, my eight, like any iron driver was fine. And then I'd just get to, like, a 54-degree wedge or 60-degree wedge, and I'd have, like, a week of just shanks, and then I'd work with my coach and hopefully get it, like, fixed. Dude, but. the guy who's, like, the number one mid-am in Illinois, anytime he goes to warm up on the range, he shanks, like, five of his first ten shots. And then he, like, gets out on the course, and he's just fucking filthy. Because he's mentally strong. I, no. I, I just don't agree with that assessment at all. I just... I feel like people get in their head way too much and take golf way too seriously. Like, I mean, it's just like. But I don't think I don't think you can use that as an excuse for saying that the yips aren't a real thing. Well, okay, yeah, that's far fetched. Obviously, it's not a myth, but like, I don't know, man. I think, like, that's a personal problem. Like, you guys got to figure that shit out on your own. Like, <laughs> well, own yeah, nobody's said any differently than that. It's just like. Go read. Go watch a Gary Vee video. Like, believe in yourself. And that's how you get the yips away. Watch a Gary Vee video and life's perfect. Yes. I, true. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't have the yips this year. I, yeah, I, I think you're getting the yips real soon. If I get the yips, some bad juju I'm coming your way. I'm just gonna keep playing golf. <laughs> like, trust you can't me. Be it, scared. It makes you just want to like not touch a golf club. Like, it just putting yips, shanks. Like, it is the scariest thing in the world. I can understand putting yips because putting is hard. Like, I I three-putt most good holes. Like, if I'm, like, farther than 10 feet, like... <laughs> I feel like you keep flip-flopping your perspective. It's yeah. just... I, I can understand it, but it's, like, go to a golf course and putt the ball. It's I mean, it's also so different because... In a tournament. I feel like, what yeah, what we're talking about is, like, yips in competitive golf... Yeah. Like, if I'm just playing for fun, yeah, I have no issues with three-footers. But once I'm in a tournament, I get a little shaky over them. Yeah. And, like, you haven't played competitive golf in years. So, like, obviously your perspective is going to be a lot different. Yeah. I mean, I understand. I just think it's, like... Because I know I'm, like, the 1% with my take. But it's just, like... I don't know, man. Just go it's to a, the fucking range. It sounds like that's a you problem, not not an us problem, you problem. But I think I think you should a, be John Lester's new yeah, <laughs> new I, coach. Just go up to him and be like, just throw the ball to first. Why are you such a pussy, dude? Like he has three. He's like fifteen feet from first base. Like all you have to do is throw the ball to first base, John. But that's baseball. That's like on a stage with fifty thousand people watching you. 
Yeah, but at some point, if you're a true competitor, you're going to get amped up in the same way, like in a regular amateur tournament that John Lester is for a regular season game. I think it. I think it's so different with John. Like, John's just got to stop being a pussy. Like, I, I don't... You guys disagree? Like, I, throw the ball to first base. Dude. I just don't like, think it's that simple. I know, but work on it. Like, <laughs> I'm you're positive in, that he has. You're in spring training for a reason. But here's another thing is, has he? Because, for example, Ben Simmons doesn't shoot threes. Like, that is in his head. Like... Before this last year where he says, he, you know, he wants to shoot, like, 40% or whatever. till Like, he's not going to shoot many threes till he reaches Well, that. a lot of that's just because he... That, I wouldn't say that's a yips. He just knows that he isn't a good enough three-point shooter yet. He's garbage. So he's not going to waste... He's not going to waste a possession taking a three that he's more than likely going to miss. But I feel like that's the same with John, is if he knows throwing first base is not his skill set, he's not even going to worry about that. But like, then people are just going to steal on I him. know, but that that's like more of a clubhouse thing where you deal, you talk to your catcher. I know Wilson and David Ross were very good with picking guys off at first. Like, I feel like, I don't know, John Lester is just so... I can understand what you, what you guys are seeing in a tournament now because if I get on, if I'm on five and I hit a shank and then I'm on six and I hit another shank, seven is not going to be a very fun hole for me. Like yeah, you just head. get a little uneasy over the ball. You start gripping it a little too tight, yeah. and then you're fucked. <laughs> because I, I guess I kind of see. I don't know. It's more of like, it when you have the shanks or the yips. Is it more? Are you worried about your score, or is it more you're worried about like yourself and you're mad at yourself? You're worried about where the ball's gonna go. It's <laughs> just like, I don't know. I it's so different though, because like, golf is like. You know, you watch players on tour, and you're like, that shit's so easy. You know, whatever. Well, even on tour, there are people with the yips. Like, Kevin Na had the driver yips for years. Yeah. Like, he, we, he used to purposely whiff because he couldn't he couldn't bring himself to swing. Oh, my God. Keegan Bradley gives me the yips just watching him. <laughs> Let's get the yips out of my head. I, I can't, I can't I get into my golf game right now. <laughs> Keegan Bradley, though, just looks like the yippiest motherfucker out yeah. there. That's why he, like, ag- aggressively runs towards the ball. He's stressed every time he hits a golf ball. I think he does that to, like, not give himself time to think because I'm pretty sure he used to have the yips. So. Yeah, I... Here's my recommendation if you have the yips on a golf course for fun. Don't think Smoke some weed. You'll stop caring. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't really fly in tournaments, but for fun, <laughs> sure. You go for it. Uh, but I you know, I don't know. I, I think I have to I think I have to have the yips to understand it. Cause We'll develop some yips for you real quick. It's like hard. even golfing with my friends, if I had the yips I would play less golf. Just because it's like, I don't even want to deal with that. I don't want to go to the range and fix it. I don't know what the problem is. What is the problem mainly with shanking the ball? Is it in the head or is it a swing problem? I mean, it, it, it can be both. Like, a lot of it is just your body is kind of getting jammed and you're not giving your hands enough space to get through. Yeah. So, like, basically your pelvis is kind of pushing your hands out and that's why the ball's going off the heel all the time. Because... Problem swing problems are a bitch. I like, think swing problems are easier to fix than mental problems. Damn, I think I'm just mentally like don't give a fuck. Yeah, you've been so, like that yeah, since I, high school. I th- so I think yeah, it's, and that's why I you mean, can yeah, consistently it, shoot eighty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it also just helps when like 
you're com- you're talking casual rounds yeah. three times a summer with your buddies <laughs> as opposed to like tournament golf. Yeah. Maybe I'll play in a professional event this year. No pressure, no diamonds. I would love to see that. <laughs> Join me. Let's play in the Tour Red event next week. How much money is it? 150. Oh, I'm good. Actually, DM. You know what? DM Tour Red and see if you can get a free entry. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I shot 83 from the whites at Highland yesterday. My first, my first <laughs> yeah, Possibly the easiest course I in the world. I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to, you know, take my talents to the professional level. <laughs> I, I think I'm there. Give me a free entry. I'll put it on the story. Yeah. I'll shoot under, under, under 100. Possibly. <laughs> Dude, I don't think What if I, you shot 100? <laughs> Would you quit golf? I don't think I can shoot over 100 anymore. I, I think that's past. I don't... I. Well, what do you have to shoot every hole to shoot 100? Like Between a 5 and a 6. Like a double? Like you're bogeying and doubling? You're like doubling every hole? Every other hole, I mean? You're yeah. basically doubling. Yeah. But I feel, like if, you're, I feel like, like if you're shooting 100, you're not consistently making bogeys and doubles. You're making quads. You're making like... Yeah, you're making a couple triples. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a par mixed in there, hopefully. Yeah, because I see, I see that because when I hit a ball OB playing with my friends, I'll take the penalty, but I'm going to give myself a good lie, and I'm going to not drop it too club. You know, I'm going to give myself the drop where I have a shot, you know. See, that's just the difference between, like, the casual golfer saying he shoots 80 and, like, an actual competitor or like a competitive golfer shooting 80 mm-hmm. it's just i don't know because normally you'd have to re-tee or take the yeah and that's a real if you hit it ob now dude the re-teeing it is like shoot me in the head unless you're playing that local rule where you can if you hit it ob you can like take two strokes and then drop it to club lengths i like that out i like that like lateral I'd rather hit a provisional, because then, I mean, if you're dropping it right near where you hit it out, you're still probably in a shitty position, because you're only Agreed. two club lengths away from the OB line. Yeah. I mean, that's, the only reason to do that is if you're, like, really fucking nervous over water, that tee shot. I feel like trees, I'd rather re-tee it. Water, I'd rather drop. Well, it'd be, it'd be a lateral if it was water. Yeah, water <laughs> water's different than OB. So, then I like lat- playing lateral. I think all golf. You know what? I would be good with all golf courses just playing lateral. I feel like I we, we did, did that. that we did that in high school. Yeah, that's during, during frost soft tournaments. Yeah, that's what I like. It speeds up the game of golf. I mean, like if you hit it somewhere, yeah, just drop it. If OB is lateral for everyone, it just makes more sense. Yeah, I like that. I is that is that something we're gonna implement at our course? I think so. No white stakes. Yeah, no I, white stakes. I think it makes total sense in this like. It's just, it ruins the game, man. Like, when you hit a bad shot. Nobody likes going OB. It's, no. it's depressing. Yeah, OB Going sucks. in the water, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. But you're not, like, ready to kill yourself. Yeah. But you, you go OB, you don't ever want to touch a club again. Yeah, because, man, I'm thinking if you're playing in a tournament, you hit it OB, and say it's already a hard tee shot, it's par four, you read, like, your shot in the fairway is a four. You're hitting four. Yeah, I know. So, you're like, almost always making a double yeah exactly and that's that best sucks. case scenario like, yeah best case scenario well, like i mean birding it would be like getting a bogey and that is assuming you went ob is like i don't get why it has to be like someone really i guess you can play out of bounds is like okay like it's not our property anymore and hazard is like 
you just can't really play the ball there, but if you find it, you can play it there. Like, why should... Let's just have everything play laterally. Everything's a hazard. You know what I love about people going OB? I love when they, like, hit a second ball and they stripe it, and they're just like, why didn't I just do that the first time? (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, that's that's how that works. It's so simple. I think we start a petition, a change.org petition, make all go, go, like, get rid of white stakes. Yeah. I kind of like that idea. <laughs> now we're going to get the USGA to fucking hate us, too. <laughs> Let's talk about handicaps, because we were looking at Trump's handicap, we were looking at Riggs's handicap, and those are two bad golfers whose handicaps make them seem good. And also, I can just go on to USGA, put in 868s every other day, and just like, and just like that, I'm a great golfer. <laughs> yeah, just like that, you're a plus five. Yeah, but like, for me in my own situation, like, the only people I golf with are my friend. The only people I golf with are my friends. So, like, if you heard the creaking above me, it's because we're in our basement because we have no studio or anything like that. <laughs> we're also forty minutes into this podcast, so I think we're good. <laughs> Well, no, we gotta keep talking about this. Oh, no, 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 with yeah, the, the creaking, the yeah. Creaking. But let's let's keep talking about the. Handicap. I think the whole handicap system is just so stupid. But I like, there's no way around it. I don't know. See, the one thing though is, if you did want to just post only sixty eights, like even though you're not even playing golf, yeah. What are you gonna do though? Then if you have to play a match against somebody, and they're like, "Oh, you have to give me twelve strokes," <laughs> but, then you're fucked. Yeah, I think Jackson's saying he's not gonna be in that. Situation. I'm never gonna be in that situation. So you just want to be able to say that you're a plus five? Well, I'm just saying like if I don't, I don't desire being a plus five. I don't have a handicap, so like I just am saying like if if you're a good golfer, and you like think you could be a professional golfer. And say you're, like, actually around scratch. Like, say, Sean, you, you're plus one eight, and you are, like, Nick, where you're trying to get into a specific tournament. Why don't you just give yourself some 69s? I mean, because I think you're putting yourself at a disadvantage then. Because, like, yeah, sure, you can get into that field then, but you don't deserve to be there. Yeah, but... Back, back your head, you know you don't deserve to be there, and you're, prob- saying, you're probably not going to play well. In this hypothetical, you think you deserve that. Then you're a psychopath. Yeah. If you're posting fake scores and you think that you deserve to be in that field, you have something wrong with you. Oh, 100%. So, uh, you, but at the end of the day, you're still not going to play well. You're going to fucking embarrass yourself compared to the rest of the field because they're all better than you. But this is my example is with Trump and Riggs is like they're like I don't know if so say on your handicap, Nick, you focus on your handicap? I fo- I I've started to get more focus. I used to just it was whatever like the IJGA put in or yeah, like so the USGA put Say in. you shoot ninety seven tomorrow. Are you gonna put that in? No. Like I mean like I guess being realistic, like no I'm not gonna yeah. put that in. I feel I, like that would be an outlier too. But, like, it, it's very much picker and choose, and I don't think that's right. I ju- yeah, I, I don't like the handicap system. I, I don't like it. I just don't. I feel I, I think the handicap system should really be kind of like your average set score, and it maybe takes out, like, a couple outliers, like yeah. a really good round and a really bad la- round, and focuses on, like, those scores because that would be the best way to handicap. Like, 
yes, I've had rounds where I shoot like 88 or 90, like that, like it happens, it's golf. Um, but that doesn't mean like I'm not close to scratch or like, it doesn't mean I can't go out and shoot under par. It just means I had a bad day. I shouldn't be shooting 88 anymore. Yeah, you really shouldn't. Have you been doing that recently? I think the last time I shot above 84 was like I'm hoping it's two years, years ago. Okay. <laughs> and I, <clears throat> yeah, that's good. <laughs> I, I just, I, I see no way around it. And I think it's just something golfers have to deal with. But I, for me, as a non-professional golfer, I don't really care. But I hate seeing... Donald, what's Donald Trump's handicap? What were you saying? 2.5. His last two rounds are like 99, like, 98. That's absolute like dog if, shit. If you're, and here's the thing is because some tournaments, like they go strict, like straight to your handicap and you can't get rid of them. Yeah. Like those are more telling, I feel like, than some of the other scores that are in there. Like Donald Trump is not a two handicap. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just an ego thing. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's my whole thing is like more older golfers at like a country club i feel like or like people who care about your status is more like donald trump i just think that's ruining like golf like well just handicaps handicaps either go one way or the other you either get people like trump who have the vanity handicap or you get people who purposely keep their handicaps high so that when they're playing a match or a tournament they get more strokes yeah like just really the only way to actually do it is if course has forced you to post your score and then even then there's still no way to figure out how accurate they can be i just don't think you can make the handicap system that much better it's just a system built on trust and at the end of the day most people aren't trustworthy yeah i don't even put in like my really good scores because i don't want it to affect like my handicap in it yeah, having a low handicap sucks. Yeah, like, I think it's a certain number that you kind of, like, want to look for, like, an impressive handicap, but also at the same time, like, if you go out and shoot, like, 65 one round, like, yeah, it might be cool to put it in there, but it could bump up your handicap by, like, a point or two, which, like... Yeah, yeah I don't like when I go play, like, somebody, I have to give them seven shots, and then they shoot 75. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit, like, and I had to play really well today to even have a fucking chance. Like, I was playing with my mom last week, and I have to give her nine shots aside. So we were only playing nine holes. And so she gets a stroke hole. She shot 39. I'm like, what What the fuck do I even do with that? <laughs> like, so I have to shoot 30 to tie? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to definitely be a sandbagger when I get older. Like, there's just no... I want my handicap to be, like, a six, but I actually am... Yeah, I was going to say, I want to be a really good five. Yeah. <laughs> like, people are just like, how did this five just shoot like 68 or 69 like and then they just know that deep down you're a piece of shit yeah (laughs) i like that four to six handicap range yeah because then you're you're like still good technically but um it's just you're still getting strokes from some people like i I like the situation i'm in or if i play you you're gonna have to give me some strokes because i'd be like an eight or whatever I think and then, more than an eight, to be honest. What, what, what's an eight average shoot? See, that's the thing you don't know. Like, it <laughs> so depends on that person. It's supposed to be around 81, 82. That's what I would shoot. 
If you played by the real rules of golf, oh, I see what you're saying. on a more difficult course than Highland Woods, I see. You're not consistently shooting 82. I think you're dead wrong, but I see your point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I see your point. Because I haven't shot over 85, and but you also haven't played by like, the actual <laughs> yeah. rules. But I even in high school, that was just your philosophy. Like you didn't give a shit about yeah. the rounds that. I would ever have like above eighty five had nothing to do with like my playing capability. It had everything to do with my mental capability. Yeah, I, I think, I think, but I I don't want people because I still play by the rules. Like when we played Highland, you play I still, by like okay, yeah, yeah, you play like by the casually accepted yeah, rules. Yeah. You don't play by like the legitimate yeah, rules. Yeah, like which like yeah, that's fine, but obviously that's gonna lower that handicap. Yeah. Like, I think my 83 was perfectly legit just off of, like, I'm not trying to shoot birdie. I'm not trying to par. But if I hit it OB, I'm not re-teeing it, but I'm taking the strokes and just putting it in the rough with a shot, you know. (laughs) So I think the whole handicap system, that's just so stupid. My favorite part of that whole sentence was that you said, I'm not trying to shoot birdie. Yeah, I'm not trying to shoot (laughs) You just sound birdie. like the most casual golfer ever. I'm not trying to shoot. I'm trying to par every hole. And if a birdie sneaks its way into like 11 at Highland Woods, which I got, I'll take it. Congrats. Aiming Congrats for- on the birdie. I, I love I love the fairway rough into the green, two putt, par, walk away, next hole. I like that. Say if, some, like, if I was playing casual golf with like people... Like you go and play with a couple like members at a country club, and like, oh, I'm a six handicap. I would give, I would probably be like, okay, I'll give you six aside or eight aside. Like I would, I'd feel comfortable giving that person probably ten. Yeah. I don't think they break eight. eight like unless they have yeah. a good round, they break eighty. Yeah. yeah. And well, one of the things about like country club members is just the putts they give themselves are so yeah. generous. Yeah. Like the scores that regular country club members post are just bullshit yeah it's just ridiculous but i love the good good i love the good good in match play like the good good is just so nice it's just good good i'm good, distracted good? i just got an email from a coach about <laughs> trying to get me to transfer let's get it where i don't know if i want to say Can on the I pod just look? yeah some small school i've never heard oh, of but yeah what the hell <laughs> these emails always make me laugh oh my god but yeah story moral of the story handicaps are just stupid in my opinion i don't i think you should just i, I like nick's idea of average score mm-hmm. like i mean but still at the end of the day that still just places a lot of trust in people yeah for sure, for sure. no matter what you do the system's always built upon trust and <laughs> golfers are not a trustworthy bunch but it's a gentleman's game <laughs> so they say like and it, it, it also, like you were mentioning before we even started recording, like, marking your ball closer. Yeah, there are just so many subtle ways to yeah, cheat. Yeah. Everyone, so, every, yeah. We have a whole podcast on how to cheat at the game of golf <laughs> of, like, just things I've seen. I like the hole in the pocket. The hole, oh my god. I think that is cool. Uh, if you want to hear about <laughs> probably the worst cheating story I've ever seen in my life, I can... Maybe we'll save that for another podcast. Yeah, we got to do a podcast on cheating and golf. Yeah, cause we've got some good cheater stories. It's ridiculous. One time I, well, at conference, freshman or sophomore year, I came in with a ninety-seven, and Dean was like, 
he watched me every hole and he's keeping my score. He's like, 103? I'm like, what? 97. Oh, okay. Shit. Either you're blind or I cheated. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> I don't think you're blind. Probably the latter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you're blind. <laughs> All right. It is confirmed Jackson cheats at golf. <laughs> this is like sophomore year. I feel like we've confirmed this within the last five minutes, but... It's just like... Now we know you have a history of it. I just didn't know how I was a cheater. <laughs> freshman year, though... Freshman year, I think you can just... I, I, dude, I, I don't think there's any JV kid that plays, like... Like, there's just so much in JV freshman, sophomore golf that's, like, you're not taking, like, the right penalty drop. Like, there's so much that's yeah. just not right. Or even just, like, if you got a nine, just saying eight. Yeah, like, I love when the kids whipped out the rule books to try and like figure out where to take a drop. My absolute favorite is going through the co- going through the scorecard at the end. No, 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 no! I got five on that. I got three on that. Oh, dude, that's the worst. Yeah, that that's annoying. But speaking of like, just Nick brought up, brought up taking drops. Like, I love in high school golf. Everyone's so serious about like where to take your drop. Yeah. They're like, no, it crossed here. No, it crossed here. <laughs> And then, like, D3 golf, people are just like, yo, can I drop here? I'm like, dude, go up 20 yards. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I like that so much more. Yeah. I, I feel like high school golf was way too competitive for just no reason. Yeah, it's just... High school golfers suck. Dude. Kids kids who care way too much. Sometimes I don't even remember where my ball goes. Like, the... Yeah, right? Like, if you hit into a pond, like, I don't know exactly where I, like, crossed. Yeah. Yeah, and, take it seriously. and what's the fucking difference? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like if, if okay, if you're debating over five yards, so statistically that might make like a point one stroke differential. Yeah. So who yeah. fucking cares? People just take it so seriously, like team aspect and then individual ranking in like an IJGA, AJGA, and then like team golf. Like, you don't want them to cheat so you don't lose. Whereas college just seems completely different. Like, Yeah, I just think, well, at the D3 level, just most people aren't as serious yeah, about D3, it. Yeah, D3, D1 is like that. Yeah, I don't... E- even a lot of D1 players really aren't that oh, serious. Really? I cool. mean, it's like, yeah, like the NCAA tournament, yeah, they're taking it really fucking seriously, but like the low-level D1 schools playing in some meaningless fucking tournament... Yeah. They're just out there to fucking have fun. Yeah. You can use phones in high school, but not like college. You, can? you can't in high school, but in college you uh, can. Like for most of the people I knew and like, they're like, yeah, I don't care if you check your phone. Or, dude, yeah, most people my, don't give a shit. That was my biggest thing about high school golf was that you couldn't have your phone. Like, I want to respond to Snapchat. I want to respond to text. I want to go on Instagram. I'm playing a six-hour round of golf. The funniest, like, phone story. So, the number one player at... Uh, one one of the schools in my conference, it, he's just always on his phone. And he's, like, super liberal with dropping, like, <laughs> kind of a scummy golfer, but he's a good kid. And so there's this dad from the, a different school who's, like, an absolute hardo, like, reports everything to the oh fucking NCAA. God. Oh, my God. And so I was, like, playing with both of them, and the one kid is just, like, sitting on his phone, like, checking scores because he had his fantasy team playing. <laughs> and the dad's, like, freaking out. Oh, my then God. Then a couple weeks later... A couple weeks later, the kid saw the dad at the hotel, and he was just like, "Hey, do you know the, do you know the scores of the NFL games right now? I got a lot of money on these." And he's just like, "You're not supposed to be gambling. I'm reporting you." <laughs> I'm just like, "Who fucking cares?" He's yeah, a D3 is... golfer throwing fucking twenty bucks on a game. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, that is so hardo. I know. That is so hardo. I 
that and that is a whole nother thing is just like those type of parents in high school golf and apparently college golf too. Uh, yeah, that that dad steps on other. But kids in balls. high school golf, that's a big thing. Like, oh, like yeah. try hard parents. I love the parents that cheat for their kids. Those are the real ones. No, it really <laughs> fucking pisses me off. But I think definitely we could, we have a whole podcast. I think of like cheating. And- <laughs> Yeah, I think dads. I think our next next podcast without a guest, we got to do a full thing on cheating. Yeah, I talk about the story how I signed for the wrong score because I was dyslexic and I signed for a seventy nine instead of a seventy six. Um, but it didn't really matter in the end because the scores they just did it by score, not like your final score. Mm. That's when I realized I was dyslexic. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, I think that sums up today. I mean, um, we got the Charles Schwab in, what day is today, Thursday? One week. Yeah. We have one week, so. Let's go. Live golf, make it a comeback. Yeah, we'll probably throw on a guest. We'll probably do Darren in the lab. Dope dude. Can't wait to talk to him. Probably, like, Monday's episode and then Wednesday or Thursday's episode once we get the field. The Charles Schwab field hasn't been announced, has it? Uh, I don't believe so. So once that gets announced, which it will be by the time in one week, we'll do a preview. And then I kind of want to talk next episode about how this season's going to go and um, the pros and the cons. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed. Stay safe out there. Stay safe out there. And um, subscribe, leave a rating, or a review.